Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 21st of March. It's the beginning of a new week and we continue our series looking at 40 women from the Bible on our journey from Lent, our journey of Lent from Eden through to Easter. And today is day 17 and we come to Delilah. And Delilah is one of those characters that we know a lot before we ever begin reading this story. We've heard of Delilah. Her name is known outside of the church. Ask people about Delilah, they'll maybe think about Tom Jones, but they also know that Delilah is a character who cannot be trusted in the Bible. And we were in the book of Judges at the end of last week with Deborah and Jael and we had two upstanding characters who obeyed God and served him. But today in Judges we come to a character who is deceitful and untrustworthy. And Judges is an interesting book because it comes at a time in Israel's history uh, before they have a king most of the other nations around Israel had kings and this was always a desire for Israel that they would have their own king and that would mark the point where they became a, a true nation and they became a nation that would be able to stand on the world stage. This, however, was not God's plan because God was their king and he was to be king of kings and lord of lords and therefore the Israelites were to submit to a heavenly king rather than an earthly king. And during the time of judges, what would happen it was that God would raise up a judge to rule over the land and to lead the people at a particular point in their history. So, on the last um, occasion, we had Deborah, who was the judge or the leader who was raised up. She judged uh, under the tree of Deborah and she made decisions for the whole nation. And then whenever um, Deborah had completed her stint as a judge, what usually happened was that the people went about and did whatever they wanted. They rejected God. Then whenever they called out to God and returned to him, God would raise up another judge to help them. Now, on this occasion, the Philistines have come in and they have been uh, oppressing the Israelites. And so God raises up Samson as a judge to be able to protect Israel and to be able to defeat the Philistines. And Samson has this incredible strength and God is able to use him, even though Samson is of questionable character himself. He's certainly not perfect, but God raises him up and uses him. And we'll see in the first verse of our reading today that um, Samson is not perfect and yet God still uses him and Delilah is here to try and trick him. So let's read the passage. It's uh, Judges chapter 16. We're going to read verses 4 to 22. We join the story when Samson has fallen in love with a, a woman, uh, a Philistine woman. And this is, uh, I suppose, his, his great downfall, as it were. So let's hear God's word and let's read it together. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorak, whose name was Delilah. 
The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, See if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up and subdued. Samson answered her, If anyone ties me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, I'll become as weak as any other man. Then the rulers of the Philistines brought her seven fresh bowstrings that had not been dried, and she tied them him with them. With men hidden in the room, she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the bowstrings as easily as a piece of string snaps when it comes close to a flame. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Then Delilah said to Samson, You have made a fool of me. You lied to me. Come now, tell me how you can be tied. He said, If anyone ties me securely with new ropes that have never been used, I become as weak as any other man. So Delilah took new ropes and tied him with them. Then, with men hidden in the room, she called to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he snapped the ropes off his arms as if they were threads. Delilah then said to Samson, All this time you have been making a fool of me and lying to me. Tell me how you can be tied. He replied, If you weave the seven braids of my head into the fabric of a loom, and tighten it with a pin, I become as weak as any other man. So while he was sleeping, Delilah took the seven braids of his head, wove them into the fabric, and tightened it with the pin. Again she called them, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and pulled up the pin and the loom with the fabric. So what? A, let's just break there at verse 14. What? A set of circumstances we have here that Samson is besotted with Delilah. He knows that he can't trust her because she's broken his confidence all these times already with the different measures that he suggested. And each time he suggests another measure, she believes him. It's it's one of these relationships that seems to thrive on the fact that there's this tension between them. But Delilah is getting fed up with what Samson is saying. So verse 15, then she said to him, how can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I have been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, come back once more, he's told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. After putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair and so began to subdue him and his strength left him. Then she called Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. Then the Philistines seized him, 
gorged out his eyes and took him down to Gaza, binding him with bronze shackles. They set him to a grinding grain in the prison, but the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. It's an incredible story. It's such a, a, a wonderful story that, we, again, it's one of those ones that we've been taught uh, as children and we've known from we were in Sunday school. But I think Ross Clark makes a, an interesting point that I certainly have never come at it from this angle before. This idea of Samson becomes vulnerable to Delilah because he loves her. And whenever we are in love, we open ourselves up to the other person and we are then vulnerable. And that's why it hurts so much whenever we're betrayed by the one who loves us. But she makes this great transition then from this story to our story of salvation with Jesus. And she asks the question under reflection, does your love for Christ make you vulnerable? And really... It should. If we love Christ with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind and with all our strength, we then should be vulnerable because of that. That in a way should be our weakness. That should be the way that others can get to us, as it were, through our love of Christ. Because we want to love as Christ has loved. We want to show grace to others. And at times, we will be taken advantage of because we love Christ and we want to share his love. Sometimes if we become hardened and we don't want to be vulnerable, we then stop showing the grace and the love of Christ to others because once bitten, twice shy. But the very nature of our love of Christ should open us up to that possibility of being taken advantage of, of um, others mistreating us. But because we love Christ and because we want to share his love with others, we're then prepared to do that time and time again. And therefore, sometimes we may lose out. Sometimes it may cause us pain. Sometimes we may get into trouble but we need to make sure that we're not hardened so that we don't help and so that we don't reach out. So let's pray the prayer that Roz gives us at the end of the reading. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love, which was so strong you were willing to make yourself vulnerable, even vulnerable to death. Thank you that loving you never means making ourselves vulnerable because we know that you will never take advantage of us. You will never betray us and you will never harm us. May we rest secure in that love forever. Amen.